What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast, and we still don't have a name, Paul. Um, actually, with this being a timeless one, we'll look back and we'll have a name by then for the podcast. But for now, it's the Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast. Um, but yeah, in the we, last we, episode... we don't copy. We we the thing is, Kyle, we could just pick. I don't know a podcast that's already out there and just change it, uh, the spelling a little bit, but. Uh, we won't do any of that. We want an original idea. We're like original ideas here at Magpie twenty four seven. I mean, what 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 we've got in mind? Are we, uh, call us a let UFC seven twenty podcast or um, <laughs> <laughs> extra time time? <laughs> sound like, um, like a rapper or something like or a WWE tag team, don't we? All the sad faces podcast we could go for, you know. <laughs> Quite a few we could try if we're going to just rip off people. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. um, no, there's some great podcasts out there, mate. We're just trying to um, find our own niche. Just go, just try and find more niche. But whatever yeah. help we can find with with the name would be great help. But we'll crack on. And in the I don't know whether it's the last episode or fifty episodes ago, but this is more of a, a like an episode for when you know it's. A lot, it's a lot quieter in the news and there's not much on. It's like it's like a filler for them, so it's like a timeless classic. In the last episode, w- w- well, whatever that episode it was. In, yeah. ep- in the, the last episode we recorded, we'll go with that one, um, went with the best Newcastle team in the Premier League era, the best 11. And we went through the 11, we had two disagreements in total. Um, but now with the best, you've got to go with the worst. And uh, we're going to go with the worst 11. Oh, my word. Now, there's, some, there's some choices here, Kyle. We have had some shit over the past couple of years. And I suspect this will be a lot funnier than the last one because, obviously, the respect that the, the lads in the last podcast deserved came true. But with the worst... Golden God, nuggets, uh, they were. Yeah, just, oh, my God. It just absolutely horrendous players in this list. And as always, you've got to start with the goalkeeper and... Matt oh, Sells doesn't make me list, and the reason he doesn't is because he was in the championship, and then when we came back up, he went out on loan, and then alone again, and then he was sold. So we technically didn't have him under contract while we played a Premier League game. So Matt Sells doesn't make it in my team because I know that's the first one people would think. Yes, but, um... look, lucky Matt. If you're listening, Matt Sells, you lucky, <laughs> lucky, lucky bastard. Because I'm telling you now. If you would have played in the Premier League, your name would have been etched on my piece of paper. In history. Yeah? In capital. Because <laughs> you, my boy, were absolutely shit. <laughs> he was, wasn't he? I mean, crap. He, he, kept, he kept clean sheets at the start of the Championship season, but he was just absolutely dire, man. Um, he had a mistake in him, a lot of mistakes. I mean, I don't... Um, Think the uh, abuse he got was quite uh, was acceptable. It was it was an absolute Kyle, joke oh, what it he was. got. But, it was. Kyle, um, I tell you something. Should I tell you what the mistake was? The mistake. The mistake was uh, Matt Sellers' parents, right? Not just going to the cinema or doing something else that fateful night. The mistake was not knocking one out. The mistake was oh, conceiving the little shit in the first place. What a waste <laughs> of money he was. He couldn't catch a fucking call. That lad. Useless, fucking useless. Ship him out. Yeah, he, he, he was rough as first signing. He wasn't. He wasn't great. Um, but he doesn't even make the team. So I don't know why we're going on about him for so long. But because he was, shit. um, he, he he 
in terms of the worst goalkeeper since the Premier League started, which was 1993, um, you would be looking at Matt Sells as probably our worst goalkeeper. But in Premier League terms, uh, I can't look any further than Jack Anik. I thought he came Anik in. He came in in tra- he came in in tragic term at the circumstances would like had a couple of goalkeepers injured, Crow got injured, uh Rob Elliott got injured, and then the Premier League wouldn't let we get an emergency loan. What's so that? Had to what, what, stop there a second. The Premier League <laughs> over. No, no, that doesn't happen, man. That doesn't happen. You know it doesn't happen. Uh, I it know never, it happen. It never happened. <laughs> no, okay, now. we've always been shafted by the Premier League for sure, but this lad came in. I remember him training and warming up at half time against Chelsea. And I'm like, oh, he's getting a warm up, can he? And then you hear the news, he's coming on. What? Um, and I think we went on to beat Chelsea. I think we beat them 3 2 1. 3 2. It was one of the two, but yeah. Um, That's as good as it got. He was, he was shocking. He, I think his last game was the Derby in Sunderland where Nons, Adam Nonson scored uh, in the last minute past when he wasn't seen again. But yeah, he's got it. Unfortunately for him, because he's a jolly lad, and I don't like seeing a local lad doesn't deserve to play for the team. But he he wasn't nowhere near good enough, and it's similar to put like it's like putting Nathan Harker in goal now, and he's nowhere he near was, ready. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He was no way up to the standard, Carl. He wasn't ready. He was too young. And it, it just, I mean, I know he went on to other clubs afterwards, but it, it totally shagged his career up. Um, it, it, it did. And after that first game where the defence had to do so well to protect his goal, his performances every time he touched the ball, even taking a goal kick, he was shitting bricks every time the ball went back to him. Uh, and he looked like a, like a rabbit caught in the headlights, well out of his depth and stuff like that. Yeah. To be fair, they'd have been better off asking me to go in goal. They really would have. <laughs> Um, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But I, I feel sorry for the lad, but he is, in the Premier League uh, terms, the worst keeper we've ever had. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, comments but that were not used. Yeah, sells misses it, misses by literally the skin of his teeth. Um, but we'll move on to right back, and um, I don't know what you reckon, Paul. I'll let you go first on it, but um. Yeah, right back. Uh, right back's one of them positions. I think it's um, we've had a lot of average right backs over the years, but I'm interested to see who you go for. I cheated on this because I struggled with centre backs, so I wanted to put one of my centre backs in the right back uh, and cheat like that. Um, right, okay. So I did sneakily put because uh, I've got three centre backs who I think are absolutely um, horseshit Project. and deserve. <laughs> To be in this team, I really do. So I was tempted to put a centre back in there, but if you look at centre back, uh, sorry, right backs, um, I think the likes of Stephen Carr is probably going to be mentioned. He was yeah, absolutely he fucking tragic. Uh, but I had actually wrote John Allen Moon's song down. I know he's a centre back, but you'll see why when I get to me other two options at centre back. Um, but yeah, I think Stephen Carr. I mean, we talk about the chip shop, uh, Danny Rose at left back these days for Newcastle. <laughs> he was the chip shop, and he, and he was the Indian and the Chinese takeaway as well. He always looked out of shape. He looked knackered when he was running back. He looked like he smoked forty bags when he was running back. You know what I mean? Like players would bomb past him, and you'd be like, you know, he would be puffing. 
literally, and they'd be like five minutes into the match, and they'd be like, what do you need? You're going to light the cigar up and sit at the side and catch your breath or something. It was embarrassing. It really was. We got him at the arse end of his career. Um, Spurs saw the best of Stephen Carr. We saw, oh, God, we saw some shite. By far and away the worst of Stephen Carr. And I would mention Stephen Carr because, yeah, he was one of the first right-backs I've seen supporting Newcastle, Paul. So that was setting the standard, do you know what I mean? And me and my dad nicknamed him the lamppost uh, when when we were going to watch the matches and stuff. Because honestly, just dire, awful. It, um, it was like a bus. He was like a bus. And like, you, you, you've seen him doing about a 19-point turn just to get around. And I'm, I'm like, Stephen, they've already scored. You haven't got turned round, you lazy bastard. And oh, you, you used to frustrate me something absolutely chronic. He was one of them players that could have gone onto the pitch and quite frankly have choked out. Just said, just <laughs> give up. You're not a footballer, man. Give up. But then he, when he left us, he actually went on, was it to Birmingham? Uh, he, he won like, the League Cup of Birmingham. He captained like, the side of a cup. It's crazy. Like, oh, it he is. was just, he was just pure dog shit, but um, honourable mentions at right back. Um, Kasaba played at right back a couple of times, but I think he's got centre back. But yeah, we we're in agreement on Stephen Carr, I reckon. Ah, he's got the game. He's Some of the shite we've had at centre backs, and we've we've kind of got to argue what who's been worse. I've uh, Tithead Bramble, John Allen Boomsong, Kasaba, Rosenhall. Um, Marcelino. Curtis Good, Marcelino. Sol Campbell? <sighs> Sol Campbell. Oh, God. Paul, stop. Um, Jesus Only Christ. Only played for seven times. Only played for we... seven times. But he, he wasn't the Sol Campbell of Tottenham. He wasn't the Sol Campbell of Arsenal. Uh, again, I think he'd been he'd been sharing a bit of... He must have been sharing a room with uh, Stephen Carr. He was out of shape. He was goosed. Uh, I think he was hopping along on one leg at sometimes. It was it was embarrassing to see a great player like that, who you've admired and looked up to and thought was a really good professional, play so shit at your football club. And basically, the only reason he came to Newcastle is he was he was he was banging a Newcastle lass, wasn't he? He was he was he was in a relationship. So that's the only reason he came here. It's not like he came here because of the love for the club or the project or this that and the other. He was horseshit. Let's be honest. His yeah, performances at Newcastle were pure horseshit. But uh, I didn't hear you mention John Allen Boomsong. Yeah. I forgot we forgot quid. one at right back, you know. We forgot one at right back. Jeremiah. Do you remember him? Oh, from yeah, from he originally from flipping, Yeah. I mean, we'll stay Chelsea. set on Stephen Carr, but Jeremiah, oh my god. Shit. He was also um, shit. He was one of the first Newcastle players I genuinely didn't like at all. He was awful. But we'll move Attitude. back on to set. Yeah, awful, just all round. Centre backs, though, I'm gonna. Ha- it's it's between three: Boomsong, Bramble, and Kasaba. Oh. You're not gonna put <laughs> Marcelino remember? in there. The person who got a finger injury and was out for a year. <laughs> what? How did he get this finger injury? How did he injure his finger? And and how did that stop him from playing professional football? And not as a goalkeeper, but as a defender. It's something to do with a coffee table. <laughs> How how do you manage that? Every time I see him now on Sky, again, I'm sitting there thinking, you little fucking bastard. You cost us 12 million quid or something like that. 
Um, and again, all I can think about is his finger. I'd have to have Marcelino in there. He is an absolute sham. Absolute sham. I think it's so fair cool. we'll pick one each in this one. We'll have Marcelino and I have to pick one of Kasaba, Boomsong and Bramble. God. Um, deciding which one was worse. It, it's, it's like um, picking between horse crab, dog crab and uh, fucking cat crab and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's the all shit. Um... This is fairly on the spot. I don't have much written down in terms of the worst. I proper coordinatedly pl- planned my best one, but the worst one, I just thought I'd shoot from the hip with it. But um, I think the worst, because even Bramble scored that goal I got went to Europe that one time, so uh, that kind of takes Bobby him off the list. Bobby raided him at one time. Bobby raided him at one time. He did. Uh, so Bramble probably gets it taken off the list for that. Um just- Kasapa and Boom Song. My God, I've, I'm gonna have to say Boom Song. Um, I don't know how. I don't quite know how we got it back. The eight million we paid for him, but um, we signed this lad and just oh my God. Um, Rangers are all pants down. He'll go. He'll go. He'll go down in history of probably one of Newcastle's worst ever centre backs. Just he tried to be good on the ball. Awful. Tried to be good defensively. He made David Luiz look like Paolo Maldini in his prime. Like Jesus, wept. Awful. He was the French. Awful, he was awful, the French awful. bramble. He was the French bramble, but just worse. He was like a shit, a shit copied version of Titus Bramble, but the French. B-tech Titus and Bramble. Be, yeah. So, and, and you think you think the big I am because you go up to Scotland, and we've said this before on this podcast. Scottish football is the equivalent of Division Three, <coughs> Sunderland. Um, you know, so what were we expecting? Do you know what I mean? Uh, my grand started up there as a centre back, so do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I, I honestly think I think Boom Song for the money that we spent on him, the expectations that we had of him, always oh, French, so you automatically think he'll, he'll be a you know decent player. He's around the French national side. Um, we haven't spent a lot of money. And he just come in and after performance after performance, it was just like watching, uh, like like you say, horse swill, pig swill. You're like, that is fucking shit. Is he going to get better? No, he's got no intention of getting better. No. He's shite. Yeah, awful, mate. So we'll go Marcelino and Boom Songs with two centre backs, and I think that's fair. Fucking hell, that's all. I've been a bit to... sick in my mouth with that. <laughs> We'll move on to left backs, and to be fair, Paul, I think I think the left back we've been we've we've been all right, and it does come down to one name, doesn't it? And I and Owen Blessing when he was on the podcast, he tried to defend this man, and indefensible. Uh, it, it's indefensible, uh, saying he hadn't had the chance in all this shit. But nah, Alcazar, uh, come yep. on, easy, just thirty five grand a week, and. He's just tragic. Um, more selfies than Justin Bieber. Um, it's just all about the flash of being a footballer, not not being a good footballer. Uh, just it's all about the bells and whistles, Kyle. Uh with him it is. It's just all 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 style and just no profile. If you want to copy off Rick Fett, although I'll leave that uh, uh, Magpie channel Woo! with the, with the <laughs> um. 
with the with the, the WWE gimmick because obviously it, it, I, I kind of come close. I cannot come close, and I will. No, uh, you can't bounce yourself off mental walls and stuff, can you? And shutters and stuff. No, he's, I mean, he's more all on a podcast, it would sound ridiculous for a start. I mean, it would do, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, ah, the good lads over my channel. Yeah, the good lads. So we'll leave Aye. the we'll leave the WWE stuff to them. But yeah. um, I've completely lost my trailer for Paul. with that lad, right? Oh, it was all, yeah, all fur coat, no knickers. Yeah. So he looks the part. He's got the physique. You look at him and you think he's coming in. Oh, he's going to be decent. Him. He looks the part. He's a bit Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, a bit self-obsessed, a bit up his own ass, this, that, and the other. And then you start seeing selfie after selfie after selfie after selfie and another selfie. You know, a selfie from a different angle. And aren't I gorgeous and this, that, and the other. But when you get on the football pitch... And again, I, I'm, I'm surprised. I, somebody must have tied his shoelaces. He comes from the same sort of in, uh, football intelligence that Lee Charnley's got. Um, he's a fraud. He's pathetic. He's fleecing the club out of 35 grand a week. He's got no intention of moving anywhere else permanently because, to be fair, even my local Spanimoo town, even they wouldn't take this absolute shower of shit on. Uh, we talked about football intelligence previously. Nah. The saying, the best part of him dribbled down his mother's ass crack was designed for Ashlaf Lazar. He's had more than enough opportunities. He didn't look good previously. He'll never look good. And to be fair, he couldn't even get into a team that Emmanuel Riviere started week in, week out. That should tell you everything that you need to know. That's in Serie B. Yeah? yeah. B for bad. B for bollocks. Yeah? He is shit. And there's no yeah. doubt about it. He is the worst left-back I have ever seen. There is an honourable mention... For the likes yeah. of Wayne Quinn, do you remember him? Yeah, but yeah, he least... was also shit. But he had injuries <laughs> and stuff. But this lad, he wasn't on thirty-five grand a week. This lad's on thirty-five thousand pound per week. You know what I mean? Rafa, Mike Ashley, did, Mike Ashley would be a better left back well. than him. <laughs> he would be. I'd rather he see. Would. I'd rather see Mike Ashley. And to be fair, I'd rather put Lee Charnley ahead of him. As well on the other left hand side, and have Ashley and Charnley side by side on this dog shit select 11. Because you know who's coming on the other side of le- left midfield, don't you? You know where that's going. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, I do. But <laughs> um, we'll, we'll move on to the right side of midfield and then we'll move to the left eventually. But right midfield, we've always had a decent French winger here, or decent, but where we've had decent Our French Peruvian. wingers, Paul, we've. Um, We've had shit French wingers, and the two that come to mind for me are Gabriel Obertan and Florian Tovan. Um, oh. to- Tovan, have I forgot one? Oh, no, it- that, they're, no, they're, no, they are absolutely. <laughs> Tovan came in, and I didn't, I didn't think he'd be much in any way. He came with the profile a bit like Lazar did, like he was in worst Liga Un team. Of the season, the season before, and I'm thinking, well, why are we paying 12 million for this lad? When obviously, ironically, the likes of Ryan Fraser and that were kicking around in, in like uh, in the in the lower divisions at the time. And I was thinking, why couldn't we just pay pay like six million for one of them? Or at the time, the person I actually wanted was Matt Phillips, and I was thinking, why can't we go after them instead of going for someone who's had a really shit season in 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 what we consider the farmers league of the um, of Europe, which is France. And well, you know why though, don't you? It's and he, and he of, came, uh, yeah, 
no, go on. I, I was just going to say, though, you know the reason why we went and got him, didn't you? Likes of Obertan. It's because Mike Ashley can't, he can't help himself. He loves a bit of a, a cheapy from abroad. Um, and obviously, was he a Graham Carr signing? As yeah, well? he was. Both of them were, actually, I think. And I know he got some corkers, but for every corker, he had two absolute showers of shit. Uh, and in the play, yeah, in the players that you mentioned, absolutely uh, fucking garbage. This is exactly why the argument still prevails to this day that you should, as a Premier League club, not be relying on looking for, uh, you know, down the bargain aisle at Aldi. You should be shopping at Harrods. You should be looking for proven players and not yeah. players like this who've played in the farmers market. And you think, oh, they can do a job. He had no in- Orbitan in particular. Seemed to be running around without a human brain in his skull. It just—he was just like a headless chicken. It was just like a headless chicken. Well, Awful. He was. It made me dad had a had a nickname for him when uh, he was in the Europa League because it was a cold night against Bordeaux, and his head was blue. It was that cold. His head was blue. So <laughs> made me dad made me dad from that point on called him Big Blue Head, B D H. And nobody else knew what we meant. But like when he used to come on as a substitute, big, oh here comes B B H and they hear the footnail yarn about it's overtime, he's big blue flipping head. And it's like that's uh, he used to he used to get a laugh now and then like but even he now scored still though, called, didn't he? Oh, he scored I don't know how because he was shit. Rather embarrassingly, the first game I took me eldest nephew to Harry, uh, he scored the win iron Oberton. It was against Leicester uh, when we beat them 1 0, and he cut in on his right foot and put it across the goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I can only apologise to the Ben for that. Like, but um, oh, well, the, 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 wor- <laughs> the worst one for me out of the two has to be Torvan. I, I do think Rafa would have got, got good out of him, but. He came in with a big reputation, and I, I kind of had a feeling it would go wrong. But you, you never know these things. So for me, yeah, it's got to be Tovan. Yeah, the best dicky ball though since Problem Child, the kid out of Problem Child. Uh, yeah, nice uh, dicky ball when he um, came into the ground and stuff. Yeah, he was a bit peculiar, but for the money that we've invested on him, the wages that he was on, and the performances that we got out of him, yeah, Tovan. Talk about disappointment. Talk about farmer's market league type quality player. It's everything that was wrong with the Ashley approach in that, oh, getting these young players from abroad, you know, pluck them from anywhere, drop them in the Premier League and then instantly they're going to be worth double the money. And you can double your money up and double your money up. And that was his, um, you know, MO type thing. And it, this sort of transfer proves it doesn't always work because... For every good signing, for every good player that you get, you do get these series of absolutely garbage, ineffective, not physically, you know, conditioned enough. They come over here, and again, they're just like caught in the headlights of of, of a car. They can't stand up with the physicality of the Premier League and the tempo of the Premier League and, and how it's at you constantly for 90, 95 minutes all of the time. They're used to playing at a slower pace. And uh, he was exposed. He was exposed that he, he, he couldn't do it. He could not do it. So he nearly I scored he on his debut, back. actually. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Old Trafford away. He nearly scored the winner on a tap in. That would have been mental. I think he wouldn't have been on this list if he'd have done that with the best mates I have. Tell you that for now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, honourable mention, uh, though, as well, we'll to, uh, 
yeah, honourable mentions, I think, as well, though, Kyle. Uh, Stephen Ireland. Do you remember him? I'd have put him on he, the right he hand was, side. He was one for centre midfield. Um, oh, have you got him down? I haven't got him down for centre midfield, but he'd be he'd be on the list. Um, but yeah, it's a good show because he played he played right mid at City uh, when he yeah. was there permanently. So yeah, on the centre midfield, and there's so so many that you could oh, come yes. up with. Um, we've had some major fails, and that's been nice over the years. But Paul, I'll I'll actually be generous and I'll let you have both centre midfielders. Um, for this one, so who we go, who are you going to go with? Well, obviously, if if we class in Stephen Ireland as a central midfield, I'd put him in this as well. But I'd have to say Thumake, who was the only fucking Brazilian who couldn't play football. We signed the only Brazilian who couldn't play football. How mad is that? He was absolutely shite. Uh, and you cost him sort of a thing for doing that. Yeah, that it was just stupid. Like I say, in a football mad country, though, Kyle, to find the only fucker who can't actually play football is a miracle in itself. Uh, and then beside him, um, God, it's got to be Jack Colback, hasn't it? Uh, I get pelt as if I didn't mention him, but uh, Jack Colback, I know he had a little period where he looked all right when we were down in the dumps and stuff like that, but uh, a bit of a Mackham trade, it comes over to us, um, a leech, again, takes £40,000, £45,000 out of the club per week, happy to sit and rot, not even in the reserves, um, as a footballer, seriously limited. But we've had so, so many. I kept scribbling out different names and stuff. But for me, I, I definitely think those three, Stephen Ireland, Fumaka and Jack Colback, have to be up there. But you could also say as well, maybe Silvio Maric. Do you remember him? He was a yeah. bit of a one. Where do you fit him in? Where do you play him? Where's his best position at? Is he a number 10? Is, is he a central midfielder? Is he a wide left player? I know when he came, he was more sort of central and stuff like that, but I know he laid off the goal for Shearer famously in the FA Cup, but again, Silvio Maric, oh, again, huge reputations when they come, huge expectations from the fan base, and then you see them in the flesh and you think, I'll flush the toilet, because that was shit. <laughs> yeah. One that comes to mind for me is another one that would probably play in centre attacking midfield but is more of a midfielder for this team because we haven't got a centre attacking midfielder but Sim De Jong um, very similar to Tovan we brought him in for a similar fee but he actually had a really big reputation he was Ajax captain, Ajax captain. it made a lot it made a lot of sense for what to go and get him I mean I, when he when he first signed I was over the moon with this player because I was thinking he's the number 10 we need he's like a Gilfie Sigurdsson he's someone that can come in um, play off the likes of Wijnaldum and bring in Mitrovic and provide the service. Second game goes in, collapses his lung. Fantastic. The most bizarre injury I've ever came across. And then he just picks up another major injury and one injury after another. But like, yeah, when he did play, I'll never forget the miss against Aston Villa. I'll never, ever, ever forget it. Um, which we'll a 1-1 at home. Uh he gets the chance five yards out and he puts it wide. And if you think oh, how, oh, this, how the season Bayern. ended, yeah, how, how the season ended, if he'd have scored that, you know, we might have went down. Do you know what I mean? It's like swings and roundabouts and uh, if if buts and maybes, regardless, we went down in any way. But yeah, he, he, he wasn't the greatest. Like, and to be fair, I think injuries robbed him of a good career at Newcastle. But... Quality wise, I think 
same Jiong probably goes into this team for me. Like to be, yeah, <laughs> it's a difficult one because Jack Colbeck was shit over a a, a length of time. Um, and fit, yeah, well and truly so. Colbeck has to make that team for me. Um, so I'm going to go Colbeck and and CM Jiong. I mean, I think it was I'm unfortunate with the injuries of... he had, obviously, but he was shite for us. Mm. There's no there's no debating it. I mean, there's also been other players, the likes of Frank Dumas, do you remember him? And his weird haircut that he had. He came yeah, in and then went straight Akuna. away. Yeah, Akuna, there's, there's... old pooch boy, as I called him. The haircut and the centre. <laughs> he had a bit of a centre part, didn't he, and stuff like that. Again, yeah. horse shit. Absolute horse shit. There's been absolutely bucketfuls here that we could go into, but you know, Jack Colback, he played well for Sunderland and he came in and he played, apart from the first little bit, because people were going, oh, in the championship. But he was horseshit. And CM Jong, we had such high expectations for him. The Ajax captain, we've always talked about copying the Ajax model, the Ajax DNA, etc. He looked such a player in the Champions League, this, that and the other. Then he came. And injuries, like I say, just just robbed him, and performances disappeared, and he looked so lightweight and so unfit. So I don't know if to if to go for CMD Young and Jack Colback as a pair. Yeah, I think we will. I think that's the yeah. the. Well, I, I won't say the best two, but they're <laughs> definitely the, they're definitely the two. And it left midfield. Um. Yeah, I, I, I had a trouble thinking about this one, to be honest. I only wrote one name. I, like, <laughs> I, I know, I know you kind of nailed it down from the get go, so I didn't bother thinking. I mean, Sylvie and Marvo came to mind. He was pretty shit, but yeah, yeah Paul Liverpool, take Liverpool it out. wanted him. Liverpool wanted him. Sylvie and Marvo, and then he came to Newcastle, and again, well, we've, we've, we've had Paul, a right uh, there. We've dropped the ball with the centre midfield. I think we take Sam Young out and put on Reece Ivey um, because for as bad as what Sim Jong was, he at least did something like score against Swansea one name, had one or two good performances. So, Henry Savage, a fantastic yeah, suggestion. Henry we'll put Henri Savage back like into the midfield instead of Sim Jong. So, we're gonna go Colback and Savage, the two inside, inside, inside it, yeah. And unfortunately, we've had them for a great number of years now, only just getting rid of Jack Colback, but um. Back on the left midfield. Paul, just take it away. Um, I'll let yeah. you name and shame. Go on, I'll let you go. Name and shame is right. Um, people will say, oh, he's had so many assists and this, that, and the other. Yeah, one can whack off your ass and then go into the path of somebody. He has been absolutely awful. I have disliked him as a player, not as a man, because as a man and, and uh, as a member of the, you know his community and his religion, and the charity work he's done, that is fantastic. This is purely on football. As far as football concern, concerns, I've rarely seen such a lazy fucker who, as a footballer, can't pass, can't tackle, rarely shoots, rarely gets too many assists in. Disgusting. And that player, of course, is Christian Atsu. Many times I've seen him, especially away from home, and it looks like he's just walking his dog around the park. There's no urgency in him. There's no fight, there's no spit, there's no guts. He can't do anything particularly well. And how a scout looked at him and thought, oh, he'd be a great Premier League footballer. I just I just don't know. He offers, to me, he offers absolutely nothing. And we signed him when we were at our lowest ebb. And I think he was just an extra body. 
And as soon as we got promoted, I thought to myself, we're going to get rid. And every season afterwards, I keep thinking to myself, we're going to get rid. Someday we're going to get rid of this one. It's as bad. It's like it's it's in the Mike Ashley thing. Every day I wake up and think, is today the day we get rid of Mike Ashley? Is today the day we get rid of Christian <laughs> And and it's just like that for me. I, I just I despise the laziness. To to me, a footballer above anything else should offer a hundred percent commitment to the cause in his role. And I look at yeah. him and I just think to myself, you lazy little bastard. And I can't help it. I can't help it. I just I don't see a footballer there. Once every so often, you'll turn up like he did against Spurs uh, for Joe Linton's goal when we were down there. Fantastic. You think, oh, brilliant. But I'm sorry, one swallow doesn't make summer. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it just yeah. doesn't. He's over, the, he's over there. He's past it. I'm past him. There's a reason why he was loaned out to Watford. I think he was loaned to Everton. He was loaned. Yeah, bomb. so many different teams and never found a home. We were the gullible mugs who actually paid money for him to bring him in. Rafa again. And, and again, I, I just if I had hair, I'd pull it out. Christian Atso. I've not even wrote anybody else's name down there because he was the first name that went on the sheet. I didn't um I didn't want to argue. So um yeah, I'll go Christian Atso. Strikers. Uh this should be an interesting one because we've had some shite strikers over the years Paul you'll probably oh, yes. remember a few more than me but I cannot look past recent memory for some of the strikers we've had mate I really can't um, I, I, know a little bit been... further back. I know you'll talk about Thomason but I cannot I, I, Riviere has got to be one of them Um, the biggest load of shit I've ever seen up front for Newcastle just he was falling over his own feet. The goal, the one goal, Premier League goal he did score for Newcastle, he kicked it off his other leg and it went past the goalkeeper. Um, just utter shit. He right. was. Um, shit. it just I can't, I can't, I can't sum up in any other way other than him being absolute shit. Just I remember one week we'd just been beat four one off Leicester and Carver came out after the after the match and was like. I'm playing Riviere next week. He's starting. Imagine how much enthusiasm that filled me with. I mean, my God. Um, the best coach in the league we... to go with the best centre forward of all time. Emmanuel Riviere. Well, we'll, but... we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but, but, uh, first of all, I'll admit a, a guilty pleasure, and I'm going to admit to you, right, Yondal Thomason, again, back as a kid, I had a Yondal Thomason top when we signed him. I <laughs> put my hand up. <laughs> yes, I was wrong. I also had an Aaron Hughes top, so I'll, I'll, I'll let myself off a little bit. I used to love his, his celebration. He used to kiss and then wave his both arms in the air. I feel a little bit sorry for Yondal Thomason because he was a he wasn't a striker, but he was thrust into a striker's position, and he went on to do great things after Newcastle because we didn't utilize him in the right position. Now people are sitting there thinking about Joe Linton two point Um but Yondal Thomason, I do feel a little bit of mitigation. He also played in the Barcelona game as well. Um, so, again, that eases me off him a little bit. Riviere, I totally agree with. We've had some awful strikers, right, who have sort of become cult heroes. You think about some of the players, like Leon Best, wasn't the greatest striker, but he got a bit of a cult following. Gallagher, yeah, Kevin Gallagher, who we signed, wasn't the best striker, Fans liked him because he put himself about. Emmanuel Riviere, on the other hand, was a lazy bastard. 
And again, I've just spoke about Christian Atsu. I don't like lazy bastards. I can accept failings as a footballer. But if I see a lazy bastard playing in a black and white shirt, that grinds my gears unbelievably. And he was. He was talentless for the physique that he had. He wouldn't put himself about. He wouldn't put a shift in. He didn't get shots away. He looked clueless. He looked brainless. He looked pathetic. And he's playing in a team with uh, Lazar last season. That tells you everything you need to know about that man. But we've also had Stefan Givash, the World Cup winner. Uh, we actually, as we recorded this, we actually signed him on this day that we recorded him. Oh, back, God. Obviously, uh, just before the World Cup back in, I think it was, was it France 98. Um, but yeah, anyway, to sign a World Cup striker, I remember, again, as, as, a, as a young lad then, switching on, we'd already agreed to sign him and being really excited that Newcastle was signing the French number nine, the favourites for the World Cup. So I'm tuning in watching every France game and I'm watching them and I'm thinking, trying to make excuses up already. He'll oh, be all right. He's going to, he'll hit a few later on. Thinking of any sort of like scrap of thing I could hold on to, trying to get excited for the signings and ready to come into Newcastle. They yeah. won the World Cup, France, without a striker. They were shite. They were absolutely diabolical. And Stefan Givash was a, a fraud. And again, we talk about somebody who wouldn't put it around, who wouldn't use the physique, who wouldn't put a shift in, who was a lazy bastard. And I think, did he go on to, to Rangers? He did, I think I. he went on to Rangers. Um, he's just not cut. Again, you're getting them from a farmer's market league uh, with the greatest of respect to, to, the, to the French league. It's nowhere near, and it certainly wasn't anywhere near as good as the Premier League back then. Not even close. I, I, nah, and, and you're putting them in, and you're expecting champagne out out of lemonade, and it, I'm sorry, it doesn't work. So for me, Stefan Kivash, but you've also got the likes of Albert Luque. Oh, I know he scored the goal against Sunderland. He's got the song and stuff like that, and that's great. You could have um, put him on the left, to be fair, Paul. So that's could have. We could have. But I mean, you've got, like I say, you've got Albert, he deserves a special mention. But Rivier, Chopper was the one I was going to mention because, again, people getting the little wank socks out. Oh, he's the next Shearer. He's the next Shearer. Is he really? Is he really? Have you seen him play like? Because I've seen him play and he's absolute fucking horseshit. And he's still haunting us to this day with his fucking photo shop 14-day free trial. Thank you very much, you fucking mad bastard getting everybody's hopes up. So he's still haunting us to this day. Anyone who go, will go play for Newcastle and piss off to Sunderland afterwards and stuff like that, and you call yourself a Geordie and this, that, and the other. Um, oh, no, he was nowhere near the next Alan Shearer. I don't know. Did the height go to his head? I don't know. And I know, he, again, he scored for Newcastle. Um but they were just shite. We've had so much crap up top. And like I said, some of the crap have become cult heroes at Newcastle. So we disregard those. Even Jocelyn. Jocelyn has his own little fan club. He wasn't the greatest striker to, to ever go. We'll miss him but he's got, his own, he's got his own fan club. But to me, Stefan Givash has to be in the equation. And I agree with you 100%. Emmanuel Rivier, pure and utter dog shit. Pure and utter, best part of him. Dribbled down his mother's ass crack, and uh, we should have prayed for um, Riviere Senior and Co to have had a wank that fearful night. So yeah, we've had some horse shit, mate. 
Any other names? Riviere and Givos is probably the two I'd go for. Go for. Uh, maybe Vinny and Rush uh, towards the end of his oh, career. Oh. I saw him score in, in the flesh at Newcastle and that was in the League League Cup, complete with Tash and all. Um, and I remember watching for ages and he was just shit. And obviously, I knew what, <laughs> I've watched his career as a kid growing up and you're seeing him there as like old man Rush with his Tash and stuff. He could barely move at this point. I mean, we talk about slow players like uh, <laughs> Stephen Carr. This he was like he had his Zimmer frame up top, and he was like moving his Zimmer frame. And I mean, <laughs> I witnessed Des, Des Hamilton. There's another one, Des Hamilton yeah. and Ian Rush scoring in a two-nil Newcastle victory against, I think it was Hull in the League Cup. My I God. vividly remember watching watching that. I witnessed Ian Rush score in the flesh for Newcastle and Des Hamilton. So that is a claim to fame if not having a Yondal Thomason isn't. Sure, it isn't. Um, but yeah, Ian Rush, I mean, a legend, an absolute legend in the game of football. Um, but yeah, at Newcastle, it, it, was, it was embarrassing. It, we, it, we talk about sell-by dates. This was, was past his sell-by date to the point where he was just rotting away. It was like, so, put, it was like putting milk in the cereal when it's like Solid milk, solid lump. It's, it's it's that curdled, and it just dollops onto your cornflakes. But um, the two I'm gonna go with me are Rivier and Stefan Givos. I think I think they're the fair point. The fair point. Player, I like, but um, that's our team. I can't actually remember the the team from back to front. I think we went with Jack Anik in goal, Marcel yeah. saved by the bell, uh, Stephen Court right back, centre backs we went with um, Boom Song and Marcelino. Left yep. back went with who will go with left back Paul. Lazar, aye. Um, right midfield we went with uh, Florian Tovan. Centre midfielders we went with uh, Jack Colbeck and the late addition, but uh, Henri Savé. Left midfield went with Christian Atsu, although probably argued worst players later in the in the podcast, which was um, <laughs> uh, uh, Albert Luque and. Um, could even put uh, an old John Barnes in there, but uh, and Digger Barnes, yeah. But uh, and finally, up front, we went with uh, Stefan Givosh and uh, Emmanuel Rivier. Manager would be Carvin, Carvin, Carvin. I think, I think, I think John Carver again, comments section, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's the lowest win percentage of any Newcastle manager at 15%. For the best coach in 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 the league, fifteen percent win rate. Won he won one game in thirteen. Oh, right. In fact, no, I think yeah, that's wrong. He lost twelve. I think he lost ten or twelve in a row, uh, and only getting one drawn thirteen. Tragic, just just tragic. But, I mean, uh, Sir Bobby loved him. Sir Bobby loved him, but as a manager to come out with that sort of balance, you know, statement, I'm the best. Court, I'm the best manager. Uh, no, I'm sorry. If you're that good, you don't have to come out and say it. People just know it. it you don't have to brag. Thing, it, it's one thing putting the cones out, but it's another a manager football team, as John yeah. Carver proved. But that's our team. So I uh, let one know what you think in the comments. And we're going to keep these coming. We're going to um, go by like a managerial reign and go on their signings and stuff and, and rank them from best to worst and stuff. 
so when it goes quiet, we'll have these podcasts to just hammer out. Uh, as more to give the to, to give the Magpie twenty four seven podcast um, a bit of depth, so you can look down the list, and if you want to click on one that seems timeless instead of one that just runs out off the week, um, because obviously the news would have changed by then and updated, then obviously it's there for for years. But um, yeah, I've been Kyle, been with Paul as always. Good laugh. But um, yeah, this has been the Magpie twenty four seven podcast, and we'll uh, we'll catch you in a bit. See you all later on. Keep it too.